Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. This podcast is sponsored by Goodwin's Hair Boutique. Goodwin's Hair Boutique is situated in the heart of Glasgow's vibrant merchant city. The salon was opened in 2013, but the staff have been working together for almost 20 years. At Goodwin's, clients can expect to be looked after in a comfortable and relaxing environment and can feel at home with the latest magazines and extensive complimentary drinks menu. Goodwin's Hair Boutique provides clients with premium hair products, including the prestigious Aveda Full Colour Spectrum and Product Range and Olaplex. Both of these products are vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. They also work with L'Oreal Professional. Goodwin's provide a range of excellent hair services which include weddings and hair extensions. Goodwin's were proud to receive recognition at the Scottish Hair and Beauty Awards in 2018, leaving with a highly commended award in the Best of Glasgow category. Clients are welcome to come along, sit back and relax while they are being pampered. Time spent in Goodwin's is all about you. For more information, head to www.goodwinsboutique.com and follow at Goodwin's Boutique on Insta and at Goodwin's Hair Boutique on Facebook. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for y'all. On this week's podcast, I catch up with the amazing Jess Tades, aka the much-loved foodie Instagrammer Just Jess Food. With a focus on food, fashion and love, this gorgeous gal shares her story of her career to date in the fashion industry, how she came to be in Glasgow and become a quiz queen, and how she grew the amazing Just Jess Food Instagram account to over 27,000 followers. Jess is also the foodie columnist of the GGC magazine, and I love every single recipe she shares. Fancy finding out about her upcoming plans and dreams for her brand and Jess's answer to the question, food or fashion? Then have a listen to this podcast. So hello, Jess. Hello. Thank you so much for being <laughs> on the podcast. Pleasure. So we want to hear everything about you, Jess Tess. At Jess Tess. It's so funny that you get called your Instagram. <laughs> I get called just Jess all the time, no matter where I go, yeah. But I think they should be called the wannabe Glasgow girl because I'm not. Scottish. Oh, but I want to be. I uh, know, but you're, you are, you're here. <laughs> that's it, that's amazing. You're most welcome. Yeah. So tell us all about you. Food, fashion, you've got an, a cracking life. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Where about do you want to start? So basically, I'm actually from Leicester originally, and I grew up there with my mum. Yeah. Um, my mum was a single parent, and I grew up an only child. I do have a little sister, Zara, but she, we have an 18-year age gap. Okay. And she's from my dad's side. And uh, my mum actually is a trained chef, so from a very young age I was brought up around really good food and she's not so much in the sense of healthy but always good wholesome food and I think that's where my love for it began. And then at the age of 13 my mum opened a sandwich shop in Leicester on a very busy high street. Okay. And it was back then a sandwich shop. Okay. we call it cobs in Leicester, so we used to make a bacon egg cob, sausage and all that. And uh Obviously, back then, everyone used to love it. It attracted everything from builders, anyone working around the area. So my mum got me in every Saturday, and she gave me 20 quid every Saturday. It was great. But she had to drag me out of bed, like drag me out of bed. And I was like, (laughs) I don't want to go to work today. You can get lost. You can come in. You need to start working. I was like, I'm only 13. But (laughs) I know. And I was like, fuck's sake. Anyway, I ended up loving it. And... I think, I remember, this is so funny because I think this is how I became so confident. Okay. And 
it was when we had a webcam in the kitchen, we could see who was at the shop front. Right. And the area that it was in used to attract, let's say, groups of guys that were up to no good. Right. Okay. And I think that when they came in, they loved my mom, they loved the food, and my mum would be like, right, you get out there now and take that order. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not, no mum, I'm scared. And she'd be like, get out there now. <laughs> so I'd be like, okay. So I'd go out the front and I'd have my pen, I'd be shaking, putting pens oh, and paper like that. Should. I'm like, can I take your order? <laughs> and then I think what happened was eventually after a year of working there, they were just like, it was me giving the banter. It was me, you know, telling them, hurry up, tell me what you want. And we'd have the jokes and Brilliant. I'd bounce out the front and I'd make friends. And I think just because of that very young age, by her forcing me to work and go out there and be confident, yeah, I became who I am, I, I think, anyway. And then when I turned 15, I think like, I don't know if it's still the legal requirement now, but ended up getting a job at River Island. Okay. It, it just opened in Leicester. It was a flagship store. Went for the interview. I was like, yeah, mum, I'm going. See ya. Can't wait to the back of this place. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I still, again, it was still a Saturday job and I was at high school, obviously. And at high school, I was always into more creative subjects. Yeah. So textiles, uh, anything. Like, I even like cooking, but that was more at school before. I okay. That when we were in high school. Um, and I think that's where I had the natural flair, but I was always middle class all the time. I was never high in anything, never low in anything. I was always just sailed through <laughs> And, uh, anyway, getting the job at River Island, I worked there for two years and I, in the summer I worked there full time. So then I thought, right, I want to work in fashion. Okay. So that's when I started focusing on my GCSEs and choosing subjects like graphics and textiles and whatnot. Um, so that was that. Really enjoyed that. Now, do you remember Guess? Yes. Guess, Guess Jeans, Guess yep. UK. That store then opened in a brand new development in Leicester, and it was a bit more money, so I applied there and yep. went for that. At this point, I'd finished high school, and I applied for Leicester College for Fashion B-Tech. Was it B? Yeah, Fashion B-Tech. Okay. National Diploma in Fashion Design. It was a two-year course, so I ended up going to, to do that, and at the same time, I was working at Guess. Okay. Really enjoyed it. And I have to say, this is the point where I was turning 18 and okay. I started going out. Oh, yeah. Living your life. Living my life. Yeah. Living my best life. And <laughs> uh, I do think that I was heavily distracted just by all that. I just, you know, loved life. And I don't think that I focused into my coursework as much as I should. And there were some people in my class that were amazing. Like, they got into Central St. Martins and I'm just like, what? And <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Anyway, in year one, I'm... In the summer holidays of year one at Leicester College, I ended up going to Magala for my first girls' holiday. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> there was about 20 of us, right? It was amazing. <laughs> and then I went there, and I was in a relationship at the time, quite a rocky one, and we ended up breaking up. Okay. And I ended up deciding to stay. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay. <laughs> so, I, so I, I called my boss at Guess. She was so sound, actually. And I just said, look, I'm not coming home. I've been in this breakup. I'm with my friends. So two, three of us stayed. The best two months of my life, right? Oh my God. I just and that again that like, gave me more confidence. I'd encourage anyone just to do it. If you wanted to do it, go do it. it. Yeah, it was just the best thing ever. Even though it was Magaluf, it's still the best place ever. <laughs> now it's so funny because one of the girls there is still there ten years on. My best friend, she's oh still there. She's right. now like manager of one of the best bars there. And okay, okay. Has a dog, everything, actual home. So that's her home. Yeah. yeah, and loved it. I had every intention of going back every summer for the rest of my life. It yes. didn't happen. Okay, came home went to college in year two, sailed through it mildly and passed with the skin in my teeth. And I remember now, the only reason I think I passed was because I had the gift of the gab and the teacher 
that was in the textiles, we were doing a final year show. Now I chose like a, a circus theme for this fashion show. It was tragic. Like I say now, it was the worst thing I've ever put together. And my teacher was like, right, Jess, if you don't do this, you, I can't pass you. And if you don't pass, you're not going to go into further education. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit. Leave, talk about leaving it to the last minute. Oh. So she says, right, I'll help you. I remember her sewing me this ridiculous clown outfit together. And it went on the fashion show. All my family came. It was shocking, but I think everyone just pretended, yay, that was great. It was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I passed, thankfully. Now, at this point, this is where it gets interesting, I then wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. I didn't think uni was for me. I just didn't like anything about it. I couldn't bear the thought of being in debt. Yeah. And I just thought, no, I don't want to move away, really. I wasn't sure. I, yep. I was more the type of girl that wanted to go travelling yes. and do those sort of things. So now I applied at this um, London Retail Academy um, and it was owned by Sir Philip Green. Which okay. Was so glad I okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know, yeah. My dad drove me down to London and I got interviews it was for a buying and merchandising diploma okay so it was like the bit before the degree yeah and I got in and okay. basically if you get in and you complete it you get you're guaranteed a job with Arcadia okay at the end of it now I got a letter through the post and they said you're in but it's deferred for a year okay I was like oh shit okay well, that's fine I wanted to save myself some money. My dad wrapped me up this... He, he's not the type of man that was like, I'm going to give you cash. You're going to yeah. work for it. Yeah, I know that. It's good, yeah, though. Yeah, it was. So yeah. I said, I'm going to work for a year full-time, save. Yeah. And he estimated I'd need this amount of money and whatnot, and he put some towards it. And ended up getting... My dad got me a job as well as guests. Okay. And as well as a bar in town as well, may I add. Okay. At David Lloyd. Right. In the food and beverage so I was a waitress here. Okay. So you get the three jobs. I got my three jobs. Right. And I was just, I think at this point, I think to be fair, I'd started David Lloyd as I was finishing college. Okay. To be fair. Um, six months in, the general manager approached me and I'd finished college at this point. And he right. said, look, you've got a natural flair. You're very confident. We want you at front of house. Yes. Why don't you quit your other job and just come work for us full time? And I was like, Yes, you know, I think it was like 11k a year, and I was like, buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> oh <my laughs> money. And then I ended up um, taking the job, and I honestly, me and my best friend, like, we had the best time of my life. I've been to Vegas six times. No, sorry, that's an exaggeration. Four or five times. Mobs about four times, even before the tower lot went. Oh, I just really? blew all my cash on holidays. Good. Because I didn't go traveling. That's better. That's better. Exactly. Because I didn't go on holiday. I just thought, I'm just going to enjoy my time. I did an every music festival. I just had the best, best time ever. Amazing. And I bet you don't regret a second of it. I, I'm one of those people where I do not regret anything Good. in my life. Good. Not a thing. Okay. And so, anyway, that was that. I ended up working there for a year. Now, I got a text from my mum and she said to me one day, I was on reception okay. my phone, and she says, there's a job in the paper um, for a fashion admin. Right. Um, it was for like 14k, I think. And I was like, so it's like, yeah. I was like, shit, this is so much money. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And she's like, you should just go for it. And I was like, yeah, but mum, I've not got a degree. She was like, so what? Like, you, you're so confident, you'll smash the interview. So I ended up going for the interview okay. now she said to me some, again my pushy mum okay don't you post that cv you go and drive there and you hand deliver it okay so and, it, and to be fair it was five minutes from the house okay i pulled up to this unbelievable country estate home and i was like this can't be a fashion office what the hell right and then i knocked on this huge door imagine this big big gold thing like bang 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 <laughs> This girl got to the door. Now, this is where my many nights out in Leicester would have helped me, right? Okay. <laughs> this girl got to the door. She was like, 
Jeff's heads. And I was like, Charlotte? <laughs> she was like, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I'm applying for the job. And she was like, because I used to see her in the night, but that was in really? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, come in. So I ended up giving the CV. She must have told the manager, you need to interview this girl. She's, okay. she's great at so I ended up having the interview. I was so scared and I had to do a SWOT analysis on, it was a menswear supplier. Right. And basically next head office is in Leicester and it was one mile away from okay. this hall. Okay. And she had to do a SWOT analysis. I remember doing it on big phone boards and I came in and I wore like a vintage top and my hair was jet black. And I walked in and showed this SWOT analysis okay. and I smashed it. Amazing. And... I came out, but she asked me to come for a second interview and I had to do another big project. Right. This time I was up against two girls that had a degree right. in fashion. So I was like, oh, this is going to be tough. But I just thought, got to do it. It's my only chance. Ended up smashing the interview, got the job over these girls. I was like, oh my God, my career has started. Amazing. It was so honestly just the best moment of my life. When I got the phone call, I was... I even remember now, I was at the edge of my bed, and I was screaming, jumping up and down, like, Mum, oh my God. Like, oh, amazing. It was just honestly amazing. Right. Okay. So happy. Brilliant. Now, I started the job in the January, I think it was 2012, 11 or 12. Okay. And I remember my first day in the job, I stood at the printer, and my manager said, right, you need to pick out these staples from these papers. Right. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh. So I was literally pulling staples on my first day and I was like what is this mm-hmm. but thinking back now me doing that has got me to where I am today and I think okay. everyone has to start somewhere oh, and you normally the bottom unless 100%. yeah unless and I think if you start at the bottom the learning and the journey that you go through is all the richer exactly and yeah. you gotta remember at this point my friends that had left Leicester College were going on to do uni for four or five years right okay and I'm now starting I'm in like three four years ahead of them in yes. the sense of experience yeah now, and, and obviously I was lucky because I got my foot in the door and my my friend knew me, but I do believe that I got myself the job through my interview. And of course she does, yeah. So anyway, that was my first day in the office and I was pulling the staples. I think, and I, I was, it was a tough slog. I think that I, again, I was still living my life and I was a young girl. Yeah. And I think that my boss got frustrated with me sometimes. You know, I, I, my head wasn't fully in it. Right. As it should have been. Okay. Now, it wasn't until the girl that answered the door to me... Yes. ...handed in a notice. Okay. And she was moving to next office. And my, I remember this. My boss walked into me and she said, Jess, get yourself ready. You're coming to Bangladesh. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I believe I was 22, 23. And I was like, are you kidding me? She's like, no. Prior to this, I'd already been on a few trips. I'd been to Paris and Amsterdam on a few, like, um, trade show trips. It was Brilliant. really exciting. And I'd also been given a project from her to start swimwear. Okay. Now, she said to me, it was a menswear company. We did woven shorts and trousers okay. for big businesses like Next and Sainsbury's. I can't even remember now. Tesco. Um, but Next was our biggest customer. Okay. And she says, right, you need to go and source fabric, source factories, create this, work with the designers. Just come back to me, basically, when it's done. And then we'll go and approach Next. We'll go and show it. We'll get the buyers here. And I remember I used to I used to really go out when they used to come out, I used to go to Marks and Spencer's buy cupcakes, fairy cake stands, sweets, Percy Pigs. I love it. I went all out. I love it. They loved it. And I remember getting my first swimmer order, it was five thousand units, and it was a navy geoprint swim short, and it was one of the best sellers ever. Oh right? my goodness. And I was like, shit. 
so I carried on doing this. We started getting a few more accounts. And we started working with the likes of JD Sports. And then anyway, I went on my first trip to Bangladesh. Right, okay. It is eye-opening. Okay. Like, I, it changed me as a person. I came back a young woman. Like, right, okay. I just became like... Wow, I was so grateful for my life. I became, it sounds strange, but I was so humble. I couldn't believe what I could see. You just casually drive by people living in tin huts who are naked yeah. and filthy. And you're just like, I can't even believe this. And the factories obviously were all compliant and everything was spot on. This was, it was either severe poverty mm -hmm. or extreme wealth. Yeah. There was not really much middle ground. Yeah. And I went on the factories and you gotta remember, I think of it like this. They didn't have TVs really. Okay. They saw this blonde girl running at this point, my hair blonde now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm running around the factories, I'm bouncing around and I'm I'm happy and I'm you know, I'm having a laugh with everyone. They just loved me and I think yeah. that it was so refreshing. I would go out my way to shake their hand, I'd give them hugs and I would be really interested in their work. I'd go over while they're on the sewing machine, they'd be shivering and shaking. But oh, it was only because they were nervous, maybe because I'm watching them. And yeah. I was just really interested and I ended up having an amazing bond with um, the team there. And unfortunately, the guy that I was spent a lot of my time with passed away on Christmas Day, oh, just gone. I know, it was, it was sad actually, because it's one of those people where he taught me so much. And yeah. I think that after my first trip to Bangladesh, Kate, my old manager, trusted me and she sent me there on my own. And I was tw only must have been 23, 24. I used to go to Bangladesh maybe four times on my own. Wow. For my goodness. 10 days, two weeks at a time. Right. She then took me to Vietnam, China. But basically, this this group, so this guy, Saif, he used to look after me and get the car to come up every morning yeah. from the hotels and make sure I was safe. And it was just a really sad time. But I think I thank him for what he's taught me and yeah. to this day. So it's it's amazing really to have a bond with someone on the other side of the world that you would never think in the country you would never go to. No. So that was an amazing fashion experience for me. And then it wasn't until uh so this was in the April, my boss came in and she said, Look, my husband's got a job at Primark. Okay. He's in based in Reading. Right. I um, I'm going to move down south. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my company down south. Mm -hmm. I'm single. I'm loving life. I've been single for two years. Yeah. I was like, fuck yes. I am now got my chance to move to London. Because I, right. I didn't obviously go. I think I missed that out. But I obviously didn't go to that London fashion retail academy because I got a job. Yes. Okay. So I was like, yes. So she's like, great. Now this was the April. Now in the May, mm -hmm. I was going to go. I, was, I did go to LA and Vegas with my friends. Okay. And at this point too, my mum had met a man okay. and she'd moved to the street next to me and my friend moved in with me. Right. We had the best four months ever. Now, at this point, I was really getting into fitness. Okay. Um, I was loving it so much. I also got into fitness as well when I worked at David Lloyd as well. Okay. But I used to cook for her all the time. Okay. And I used to cook amazing food. And this is when Instagram started to come out. Yeah. So I started posting it on Instagram very loosely and... People would love it and comment on it. And that's, I think, where I started to get a flair of healthy cooking. Okay. So I used to cook it for this, my friend at the time, uh, all the time. Because my mum had moved out, so I was just cooking for us every day. Okay. We had such a laugh. And also we were trying to get really fit and healthy for Vegas in yeah. LA. And at this point I'd also downloaded Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> so I downloaded Tinder and I was like, Ooh. And I'm not kidding you, me and my friend saw it as like a game every night. She'd be yeah. in the other room, screenshotting, like, look at this guy. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out that this 
gorgeous hunk came up on my screen and I was like, shit, he's hot, <laughs> right? Six pack out tattoos. I was like, oh my God. Started looking through his things, but there wasn't really much. So I was one of those people I was a little bit like, I'm not messaging first. Yep. In his, a bit about me, had his Instagram handle. Okay. So I stalked him. Okay. As you do. <laughs> As all good relationships exactly. start. <laughs> so I stalked him on um, Instagram and I was like, he was private. Was okay. Like, oh fuck! Like this is just bad, and I would never be someone to follow. Yes. But I did. Yes. Okay. I did. Okay. And now yeah. this was a. If I hadn't done that follow, okay, I wouldn't be in Glasgow. <laughs> right. Okay. So I did that follow, and left it. Mm-hmm. I ended up going for a run with my mum down this country lane near my work, and. Oh my god, if Richard hears this podcast, he'll be like, "Fuck this story again." Because every time people ask, we have. I to- know. Amazing. <laughs> and then. I ended up having a picture um, down the country lane and mum took a picture of the sunset behind me and I posted it on Instagram. Okay. And this guy liked it. Really? Kato289. And I was like, hmm. Clicked on it. I was like, shit, that's that guy. He's accepting me. He's following me back. Okay. He's like, so I like one of his back. Okay. <laughs> anyway, as I was looking at his profile, I realised, now this is really stereotypical, stereotypical of me. Okay. But I saw he would play football. Right. And I was like... Wanker. <laughs> I did. I did. Right, okay. I did. And he, he's got a six pack, he's hot, he's got tattoos, plays football, wanker. Like, <laughs> it's just like, without a doubt. So I was like, nah, leaving out of that. So, again, two weeks before I was going to LA and Vegas, yep. I was due to go to Bangladesh again. Okay. Now, this would have been my, one of my final, not my final, not my final time, final time while I was in Leicester. Okay. And he messaged me. I, on the on May the first, I uploaded a photograph on Instagram of my calendar, okay. and I circled in bright red pen, yeah. L, LA and Vegas, twenty fifth of May. Okay, I remember. Okay, and he DM'd me, right. slid into my DMs, <laughs> and he says, "When are you going to LA and Vegas?" I was like, "It's just kind of fucking serious. I've just circled in red pen the day that I'm going." So then I was like, How? "What?" And then I replied like. 25th of May and he was like no way I'm there the same week no I was like no 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 way he's lying and, he, and I just thought I'll keep it cool I said I'll see you poolside right okay oh very nice <laughs> I can't remember what I said and then he went he went here's my number text me if you want to I can't remember something about Vegas pied him for two days I was like I really want to text him, but I'm not going to. So I left it for two days. I remember sitting at my desk and I was thinking, overthinking things like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm moving to London in August. I really want to have a girl's holiday. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a date in two years. Like, nah. Okay. He's, he's just going to break my heart. He's too too hot. And then I think I ended up, did eventually text him. I can't even remember why. And then conversation started flowing. He asked me to call him. Okay. He asked, he asked him if he could call me. Now, I don't want anyone to take offence here, right? <laughs> I answered the phone off. I looked at my friend and went, he's fucking Scottish. He's Scottish. I was like, the accent, I can't, I can't. And I was like, what? Now, don't get me wrong, I love it now. Like, no. I'm obsessed with it. I want to be Scottish. And I was like, no, you got a shot. <laughs> I did, and I was like, I wasn't expecting it at all, but because he grew up in Manchester, I had a strange twang, and a lot of people now here don't think he's Scottish because... He's got a twang. Yeah. Like okay. I think, well, I think he sounds it, but you'll see in a minute anyway. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm not really sure about this. He's like, please, please let me meet you. Okay. No. And then I got on the plane to Bangladesh, and I was like, look, I've got one weekend spare between LA and Bangladesh. I need to pack. 
Yeah. And my boss was sat next to me and she, I showed him a picture. And he sent me a picture of him in a suit. He was going to some PFA awards. Right. And she was like, Jess, are you a lesbian? Because my own son is starting to question it. You need to go on a date. And I was like, she said, why would you stop? Why would you not? I was like, okay, go on then. So I ended up texting him, okay, I'll meet you. And <laughs> it's so funny, I know. Ended up hitting it off really well. And honestly, the rest is history. I remember going, we went to Vegas and... Didn't tell my friends really, and we were queuing up to see Calvin Harris. I think okay. it was Calvin Harris, and he was there with all these friends from Nottingham at the time. And he came, walked straight up to me in the queue, just kissed me on the lips, and said, "I'll see you in there." Because he must have got queued from God knows what. My friends looked at me like, "Who the hell was that?" And I was like, mm, "That's that guy that I went on a date with last week." They were like. Holy shit, he's so hot. What are you playing at? And we can honestly just say how beautiful you are as well. Oh, thanks. So, like, I, like, yeah, like, so you're, you're similarly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't honestly didn't feel it, definitely. But I think that, and then when we were in there, we had a really nice time. And I'm not even kidding when I could just say this. Anyone that knows Richard, he is the kindest, nicest person ever. And look, like, don't ever judge a book by its cover because okay. he genuinely really is a sweetheart. Okay. And not a wanker then. Absolutely not. <laughs> Only sometimes. Oh, it was awful. Everyone's got the potential of being that. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so that's honestly we just got on really well. We've been best mates ever since. Like we get on extremely well. And I ended up going to Amsterdam on a work trip, and my boss said to me, like she's obviously so sound. You no, I want to take to go to Amsterdam, okay. and she said go on a comp shop, which basically okay. means go and do a competitive shopping trip okay. in. Because Amazon's actually really good for menswear. Right. Um, that's not in the UK, for example. Yeah. And so she said, go on that trip, take him, I'll pay for your flights, you just pay for your hotel. So we okay. did that, and that's kind of where we made it official. Right. Said to him, look, I am moving to London in August. I hope we can make this work. Mm-hmm. So anyway, try and make this bit a bit faster. But moved to London, working in another fashion office with my boss. But okay. We joined with another man that invested in our company. And I started getting more Southern accounts, so I started working with the likes of ASOS and okay. Burton, and that's when things got exciting for me. Like, swim shorts started getting exciting, ASOS wanted the craziest prints. Like, I was doing prints with, like, kiss marks on, lipsticks. Amazing. Like, amazing. They were seen on sex, um, X on the Beach and oh, all that. Amazing. And everyone was wearing it. It was uh, Love Island. Okay. Uh, Chris from Love Island, when it was Chris and Kim, it, that season, he was wearing them, and they were the bestseller. Oh, amazing. It was honestly just brilliant for me, and... I, it was so much fun. I, I met some of my best friends at that place. Um, and it, honestly, it was just brilliant. Then I got the phone call. Okay. That, babes, my contract's ending. Um, my agent wants me to go and look around Motherwell. Okay. What the hell is Motherwell? <laughs> I had never heard of this place. I was like, what <laughs> is this? He was like, you look it's kind of a big deal for me. Like, it's in the Scottish Premiership. He, he played lower league football. Big deal. Big deal. He said, it's a big deal for me. You know, it's the Scottish Premiership and blah, blah, blah. Just, I was having a look around. So, yep. I ended up having a look around. And I kept saying to my boss, oh, he's going to really like it. He's going to move to Scotland. Like, it's so far away for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, got the phone call a few hours later. I, babe, I really loved it. Mm-hmm. He said it was just so professional. And it was just, it was just a different league for him. Yeah. And I think his, his dad lives up here as well, and he's really close to his dad and his brother. Okay. And they both, like, his dad lives in Kelso, that's where he grew up, and his um, brother lives in Edinburgh. 
So I was like, okay, I understand. So he ended up moving there and it was okay. a three year deal. Right. So I was like, okay. So we tried the long distance for a bit. Now, like I said to you, we were best mates. Yeah. Things started to get a little bit stressful. Mm -hmm. We would only be able to see each other for less than 24 hours and it was it was difficult. It was like flying, only seeing each other for a few hours. We start, I think I started resenting you a little bit. And I said, look, it's I, I need to I need to either move or something. I just wasn't happy in London yeah. anymore. I was yeah. paying a thousand pound rent a month. Oh my god. So it was tragic. Yeah. Now I then ended up moving uh, we ended up coming to an agreement that I would mm -hmm. move. But me being me, I wouldn't be with that job. Okay. Now I was in the kitchen one day and some girl said to me, oh, I know a girl at this. Um, okay. You should contact her on Instagram. So I, I did. And she ended up coming back and saying, can I have your CV? So I sent my CV yeah. and it was for a position of, I think it was something in buying. Okay. Now I was being ridiculous. I think I was being rational because I knew the position was lower than what I wanted. I wanted to have a stepping stone, not yeah. go down just, just for a guy. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. My career did essentially come first, but I, I wasn't happy without him. So I was like, I need to just have some middle ground here. Yeah. So I ended up, she ended up coming back to me and actually saying, Basically, I think you're overqualified. Okay, so good. we have another role for you here. Okay. It's a brand new role. It's in the international department, and it's basically looking after all of their party and wholesale. So I was like, right. okay, well, I hadn't done that before, obviously. So I was like, okay, she's can you come in for a chat? Ended up coming down to Scotland to see Richard, and I went in for the chat, and I practically got the job on the spot. And I was I left a bit confused because it was a bit overwhelming for me. I wasn't really sure. Uh -huh. I still hadn't made my proper decision if I was going to do it or not. Okay. And I ended up accepting the job. It was brilliant. They gave me a great offer and a great position. And two years on now, at Quiz, I've built up from basically nothing yep. to quite a fair few accounts. And the businesses, the, the business that I look after is very profitable now. And I've got a lovely assistant. And honestly, it's just brilliant. What I'm so proud of myself, what I've built up with an amazing team with me as well. It's just so great. Amazing. Um, Obviously, I've been really lucky. I look after the US. So I go to New York quite a lot. Been oh. to New York probably four or five times with careers. I've just come back from Canada. Um, so that's for a dream job. It's really, passion. It is for a dream job. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It is stressful. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> like it, every good job is though. I yeah. think it, it it can be really tough. Anyway, and obviously you got to remember, I went from menswear to womenswear, and it was quiz is fast fashion. Like, yes. So fast paced. It's yeah. womenswear. It's pressure. It's on. And yeah, it's, but it's exciting. Yeah, I think everyone, I'm, I'm, I, like I said to you, I moved here. I did not know a single person. I've met the best people ever at Quiz. Brilliant. I think a lot the of people are listening to this. Quiz Queens. They are. Everybody honestly, wants to be one. They do. They do. <laughs> they do. But honestly, it's, we, we all get on so well. I met some of my best friends there for life and I just love it so much. And I've met loads of other girls here as well in Scotland. Like I go to a really amazing gym. Um, on the same street as Quiz, no, it's amazing, and I met unbelievable people there. So yeah, I ended up moving here. Now this is where I had to start cooking. Okay. So okay. This is just yes story. Okay, just yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> so I ended up moving here, and I had one week where I didn't work. So okay. I moved here on my birthday, and I had one week before I started at Quiz. So I just started baking every day, like baking, <laughs> cooking. I was like, love this. And I always posted stuff on my Instagram. Now, one day I came home and I was making a Thai green curry. And nice. this is when InStory just started. Okay. And I was coming away from Snapchat. And as a joke, 
by recording Richard making this Thai green curry and he was doing it in a silly voice. See? And we did the step by step. Okay. But we were joking. Yeah. I had, my messages was full. Oh my God, that was amazing. Oh my God, can you just do that again? Like, can you just put that on your page? I was like, really? Like, oh. Okay, okay. It was so exciting. So, carried on doing it, carried on doing it on my normal Instagram. Yes. And then it wasn't until I thought, oh, I feel like I'm boring people. I was, I probably wasn't, but I wanted to focus it more on my life. And then I thought, I'll just do a page solely for food. Yes. And I don't know if you've noticed, I try and keep me off my Just Jess food as much as possible. Yeah. Not for any particular reason, but I kind of feel like, even though I do find myself, I'm, in, I'm interesting, but I just think that I want to make it for now about the food and that's what people are interested in at the end of the day and I just think keep it clean keep it what it is and it's just a little bit different I do put my personal touch through my captions I do make yes, it about yeah, me uh-huh. my Insta story is a little bit funny and I always will do whatever but so anyway I started it and I had a, my group chat at the time I said to the girls what should I call it then okay. and they were like one of my friend Jade she was like I don't know just Jess I was like what do you mean just Jess like just Jess. <laughs> I was like, do you mean Jess or like, <laughs> just, yeah, like what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I started doing that and then it just caught on and people actually call me just Jess now and yeah. it's so funny. And So I remember sitting in the gym on the gym floor in the morning after my class and I'd said to the guy that owns it, I was like, so I just started a food page. I just hit 100 followers by the time I've done my class and as I've gone, I was buzzing. I was like, 100 people want to follow me. Like, what? It's so brilliant. Two weeks later, a thousand. I was like, I don't even understand how it's possible. Now, I think how it's happened is Insta Stories really helped me because okay. a lot of people Insta Story their food now. They don't really put it on their grid anymore. Yes. And I think you just tag and then people can tap on it and follow. And it's really helped me, the platform of it, basically. Okay. And then, obviously, I've got girls at Quiz. A lot of them are my close friends. I've got a lot of followers. So they will post it and that would really help me yep. to start. Okay. And I think my page has I think eighty five percent of people are Glasgow. Right. Okay. You can see the insights. So okay. this would be great. So like, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> be there. I was like not only fifteen percent less than what? I mean like <laughs> so yeah, I think um it's really great because a lot of people from here in the world getting out. But then I think I started doing it just for a few weeks and then the I don't know if the ability to do the swipe was on at that point. Right. But I started adding it just a few pictures and then I started then write on the pictures and I thought actually I'm going to use it as a step-by-step tool yes I don't know anyone else that had done that I, I still to this day there have been a few now but not seeing how they do it and I didn't honestly didn't intentionally think to do it to be different I just okay. I just stumbled across it okay and then obviously I thought actually I've actually come on to a really good idea here because people visually love things to yes. look at and oh god it's just so yeah. easy Absolutely. So, and then I started writing text on the pictures, and I think, I think I obviously want to make it cleaner. But some of my friends are like, well, no, just keep it raw, keep it as it is. Who cares? Like, oh my god, people like look it. at how many followers, like, and your followers are going up so quickly. I, I at one point a month ago, I was getting about one hundred to two hundred a day. I mean, just, but that's phenomenal. No, it and it shows you that you're actually doing something so right and what people want to see as well. Yeah, 100%. I try and keep it like that. And I do, I, I, at the start, I did feel pressure to post. And I feel a lot of people who probably have Instagrams feel that pressure. Yeah. I then thought, you know what? Actually, I don't care. Like, I'm going to, 
I also don't want to post a recipe every single day because number one, I don't really have the time, as you can tell. Yeah, oh my god. And two, it doesn't give a chance to people to make. I've got 114 recipes on there at the minute. You could. Make them every day yeah, until exactly. I post another one. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And then you need to try. Exactly. And I, I have loads of content, to be fair. I do have a lot that I'm not posted, so I always keep that in the bank just in case I'm having a, a week where I just don't want to post yes. or cook. And because um, a lot of people question me, like, how do you have the time to do it? And I'm like, well, I make time. Yes. And I enjoy it. Yep. And I do have recipes made before, so I do post it if I'm having one of those days. Okay. Try and keep it relatively healthy, but I want to have a mixture of a bit of both. Like a lot of people have messaged me saying that I've changed their life at home with their partners, home their children are starting to eat better food, people with food disorders, people that are wanting to start food blogs themselves. And I'm always trying my best to message them back, and I always try my best. As you can imagine, now I am getting quite a lot, but I always try. Yeah, I always try and repost. I don't get to see people whose accounts are private, though. Yeah. Which annoys me, because I'd like to. Okay, yeah. But I think that's just... Yeah. I understand that. Um, but, yeah, I, and I, you know, I've had a couple of pe- negative comments, and only a couple, and it's so sad that, as a human, you remember and think about those things more mm. than love. And I think mm. a couple of people... One person had mentioned something about not being healthy when I'd stated it was, or things like that. And that annoys me, because I don't want to portray... Things like don't eat this because it's over so many calories or so many fat. Just eat what you want yeah. in moderation. Yeah, and yeah. I, which is healthy. It is eating what you want in moderation is a healthy outlook exactly. on a diet. And those people that say those negative things probably eat Chinese and that at the weekend. I'm like, well, no one's saying that about you. It's no. Eat what you want in moderation. And I think my if I'm encouraging people to cook at home and they're saving money from takeaways. Yeah. It is going to be a healthier option, of course, no matter is. what you do. Of and course, what you say. so that's the route I want to go down. I don't want to be a healthy food blogger. I don't want to be anything. I just want to be a normal person who cooks food. I mean, well, oh my god, well, you're smashing it! Thanks. <laughs> I like food. I need a drink now. So <laughs> absolutely smashing it. Honestly, like I learn a lot from your Instagram oh, account, thanks. which is why. I wanted you to be the food, foodie columnist uh-huh. for the GDC yeah, oh, yeah, magazine, yeah, which is amazing. You are our expert. <laughs> so if you were to pick someone to say to you right now, food or fashion? Or could you not? Food. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, food. And what's the dream? The dream would be to carry on inspiring people on Instagram. I'd maybe, I'd maybe quite, because I love travel. Yes. I love going on holiday and yes. I love... I very all, I'm always really pro independent restaurants. I like to support businesses that are independent as well. Okay. I always I have a fear of anything that's not a fear, but if it's a chain restaurant, apart from Nando's, if anyone listening, I've got a Nando's come here sat in the kitchen waiting for me to eat. But um, yeah, I I basically just try and support them. So we go for brunch a lot. But I think that I would I would like to maybe do some YouTube maybe and oh you'd be so good. Do you reckon? Oh, I'm so a bit nervous good. About that. Don't be. Like, if I go on holiday, because I, I, I don't post any of my travel, like, restaurants on my grid. Okay. I post it in my highlights. Yes. So when I go to Rome and Barca, I've done all that. And people, yeah. I get so many people of messaging me, like, do. just look at your Rome highlights. Thanks, really helpful. So I'd like to do more of that. Yeah, more traveling. Yeah, traveling foods. Yeah. And maybe I was, when I went to New York last with work, I was going to do a bit of a foodie vlog. Yeah. I did start it, but I just, oh, I don't think I was good enough, but... 
Oh, yeah. don't ever think you're not good enough. No. I was, I just was, I just worried that. I'm not sure. I think YouTube's quite a good platform now. Everyone's getting into oh, it's it. Brilliant. I mean, it's changing the way people are watching TV. Like they're yeah. not really. They're they're watching either like Netflix, YouTube, uh-huh. or like their Amazon Prime or whatever. So yeah, that's true. You need to do that. I should do. I should. I'll think of something. I'd also like to do a, a cookbook. Now, the reason I say this is because I had a woman message me the other day. She didn't even have a profile picture, bless her heart. She had like one follower. She just said, hi, Jess, I love your stuff. Please, can you do a cookbook for us people that are not into technology? And I was like, oh, I know, don't. Do you know, no, but do you know what? It's such a, it's a really good point because, yeah. see, everybody loves to cook. Uh-huh. And so your target market is really, really wide. Yeah. And so there are so many people that are now. And it'd be good for like Christmas presents and stuff, wouldn't it? Amazing. Oh my god, you're gonna have a cookbook. I'm gonna be buying it at Christmas. I know. <laughs> and also another thing as well, I'm actually climbing Kilimanjaro in October. I know mental. It's massive. And I'm gonna volunteer after for three days. And I was thinking of doing a cookbook to raise funds because I have to raise seven thousand pounds between me and my friend. Now I was thinking of doing something, I'm going to do a few bake sales at work, but 